Dion Mingo Podcast. Podcast where you learn about high school basketball, college basketball, and the state of New Jersey. Remember, if you can shoot, you can play. Today, I got, tonight rather, this is a little late, late episode. Uh, tonight, I got two guys that's, uh, <clears throat> that's uh, near and dear to me. You know, role models, fathers, former basketball players, college basketball players at Ruckers North. At Ruckers North. One of these guys is in the Ruckers North Hall of Fame. Uh, just good people, man. You know, like good guys that you'll want around your kids or the game of basketball for whatever, you know, for whatever reason, you know, people, they're the definition of a role model, of role models rather. Um, so I'm just going to introduce them one by one. Uh, Asmar, say what's up. Hello, everybody. What's up? Peace. Uh, Don, Donald, say what's up. Hey, what's going on, everybody? How you doing? Cool, cool. Donald Parrish, he's a former go- uh, guard at Rutgers Nork, and Asmar's a uh, former forward at Rutgers Nork. Asmar's actually in the Rutgers Nork Hall of Fame. He played there for four years. No, two years or three. Two- Two years, right? As or three years? We're going to make this correction. We um, both, myself and Donald, both in the Rutgers North Hall of Fame. I played there two years, too. Oh, oh, I ain't know, I ain't know Donald was in the Hall of Fame. My bad. That's all yeah. good, baby. It's all good. No? My bad. My bad. Uh, two years, right, As? Yeah, two years. Yeah, and uh, managed to make the Hall of Fame, which is an accompli- accomplishment in itself. And um, Donald obviously played there four years. And he's a Hall of Famer also. So those are, you know, major accomplishments. You know, I don't care what level it's on, whether it's D1, 2, or 3. And I actually think it's harder to do something like that on the D3 level. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I have uh, Asmar go first. Just let everybody know where you're from, where you play high school ball at, things like that. I mean, uh, thank you. for. First of all, I want to say, Manuel, thank you for having me on on the podcast, you know. We coached together, mm-hmm. we uh, competed together, and um, we just, you know, we boys. And then, like I said, I love your kids like they were yep. mine and stuff like that. So I just want to appreciate you from having me on the show. I just want to say that first and foremost. Um, appreciate you. Grew up in Pla- yeah, grew up in Plainfield, New Jersey. You know, um, fortunately, I didn't go to school. I went to Middlesex High. Um, then uh, uh, after Middlesex, I went to Mercer Community College where – you know, I played basketball there for two years, um, then went to Rutgers Newark after that, where I met, you know, the other guy, uh, where I met Donald Parrish, and, you know, we had good two good years there, and, um, you know, graduated in, in, in the Hall of Fame. That's, that's basically my role as a basketball player and my role as, a, you know, a man and things of that nature coming up in uh, uh, late 90s, early 2000s. Got you. Don? Don, go ahead. Yeah, what's going on, everybody? Donald Parrish out of Newark, New Jersey. You know, grew up in the South Ward, you know, rough mm-hmm. area. Uh, managed to take my ta- take my talents to St. Patrick's High School. Won a state yes, championship in 1998. Played with the great Al Harrington. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, decided to take my take take my basketball, my academic interest to Rutgers Newark. You know, playing in my own backyard, playing downtown the Golden Dome. Couldn't beat that, you know. Um, my yes, first, year, my my first year, uh, you know, coming off the bench, it was a transition playing with um, grown men, 
because um, right. there wasn't a lot of 18, 19 year olds in D three. These guys were former D one players, and they came they came back to play D three, mm-hmm. uh, play against Horace Jenkins, great Horace Jenkins, yes, um, at William Patterson, right? At William Patterson, yeah, you know, um, him and Asmo had some had some battles, um, you know, Jersey City, Rampo, Stockton, those schools there, man, no joke. Yeah. Um, three three started three years. Um, Asma passed the baton to me after he graduated and took it from there. You know, got my ball on, and uh, a few years later, you know what I'm saying? Um, uh, got inducted to the Hall of Fame after Asma 2013. Yeah, that's uh, that's a big accomplishment for both of you dudes, man. Um, uh, I, I kind of met both of you guys in different times of my life, <laughs> my life. Like, I met Don, I, I knew, I always knew Asma, and I knew uh, Don also because. I remember, you know, you know, we had a circle like Don where we was when Jokers was doing all type of crazy stuff. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But you know, we was more so on the positive end, like in college or whatever the case is. And no, no knock on what those other dudes was doing. They were good dudes. They're just trying to find a way to get by. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And Asmar, you know, I, I remember I met Asmar. I think the first time I met Asmar was when playing in the pro league in the Starns, the pro am. And uh, you know, it's just great competition. And he was always been a, a great basketball player. And, um, you know, we formed a friendship. And like As was saying, you know, I became a head coach, a high school head coach. And uh, we worked together for one year. And it was it was one of the best years that I had. It, it might sound crazy or you might just think I'm just saying it. It's like working with Asmar is a joy. You know what I'm saying? Because what, what people don't understand, when, you have an, when you're working with a guy and – uh, you got an assistant coach. He kept it so real with me that it was times that we would disagree, but we had to learn. I had to learn to disagree. And, you know, we got big egos or whatever, ball players. But deep down inside, I know Asmar wanted what's best for me and what, what was best for those players that we were coaching. And the way some of those guys turned out, turned out basketball-wise and uh, people-wise, is just a testament to having a guy like Asma around, working with those guys every day. I mean, we was in there playing, playing games, playing, <laughs> practicing with them. You know, yep. and we we got a uh, we got a. Actually, today one of the guys that we was, you know, working with, he committed to King, Amir Summers. Ah, uh, young, younger, younger you know, man, man. Let me tell yes, you, let me yes. tell you about younger man, man. Mm-hmm, Good. Younger man, his his father, me and his father went to high school together, man. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And his mother, two great people, man. You know what I'm saying? Wonderful, wonderful family. Um, his sister is um, she played ball too. She's she's yes. real nice. Yes. Um, the beautiful family, and he and he's wearing 34. That's my that's my former number. Unfortunately, he, okay. he unfortunately he's going to King playing against Rutgers North, so I'm a root <laughs> for him. But you know, of course, my squad, <laughs> our squad, going to come up on top, man. You know, we no joke. Yo, and it, it's crazy, like it's crazy that we bring a mirror up because yeah. when when like when 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 um when Dion was like, yo, I need a assistant coach, I want you to coach with me, I'm like, cool, like and you see him, you like, yo, I got a six, seven kid that's athletic <laughs> and like block shots and what's you call it? I'm like, yo, I'm like, D, like how you like this dude should be averaging, especially like the division was in, he should be averaging twenty and ten, like like yeah. it should just be killing kids, you know what I mean? And and everybody and, and Dion used to say like, "Yo, ass, you just gotta work with. You gotta see. Like you can see what the 
what's your, I'm like, you know, I'm getting, he's gonna get 20 and 10. We're gonna, yeah, we're gonna win a lot of games. We're gonna get 20 and 10. But like, it, it was like, it's, it's, it's surprising, like, because this is my first year actually, with D, I was my first year actually coaching high school basketball. And, and, and it kind of opened my eyes to a lot of things of the new era of mm-hmm. basketball, the new era of kid. You know what I mean? So, and like, the first practice, I'm sitting here like, yo, man, like, I'm trying to motivate the dude, like, yo, you could, you could really be talented. Like, you can really have aspirations to play at a, a low division one caliber college, like a St. Peter's, yeah. like, like a rider and stuff. Like, you got, you already got the gifts as a six, seven kid. You just got to put it all together. And throughout the year, throughout the year, like, I, I take Dion the day, like, he was a headache. But I'm glad that he's still in school getting his what's him call it, getting his degree and things of that nature. But like it was like it was like pulling teeth sometimes. And now and that and, and, and which which I had to learn which I had to learn from, you know, the era we grew up in, coaches didn't care. They called you all types right. of names, they came at mm-hmm. you all all crazy. And you had to you had to dig down and deep as a as a young man at sixteen, fifteen years old, like, I'm really gonna do this, but you knew the coaches had a good interest in heart. You do that yeah, now yeah. to these kids. Like I tried to do that to Amir. He was like, like, ho, like, ho, like, like but but I'm glad I'm see that he's going to King. Like I said, I'll be rooting for him. But I'll, too long since he's gonna get on his on his schedule every year going against Rutgers North. I just can't yeah. do it. <laughs> Yo, I mean Asmar, you uh, I think you're a little bit too close to your phone or whatever. Oh go ahead. Back up a little bit because I'm hearing uh, a lot of noise in the background or whatever. Oh my bad. Is it better now? Uh, uh, so a little back up a little bit, or yeah, take it off, take it off speakerphone, put your headphones yeah. in or something like if you that. You got earphones, yeah. Uh, all right, cool, got you. Yeah, it's, nah, it's, you good. It's a small, it's a small world, man. Like, like, yeah. like this, like, there's no way that you know that I knew him, his mom, his father. It's a small world, man. This basketball community, this fraternity, and you know, on the flip side, sorority with the women. Uh, it's a, it's a beautiful thing, man. And yeah. I encourage. All kids to get in some kind of sports, man. You know, I'm not, I'm not uh, knowledgeable of like the soccer's and the baseball and stuff like that. But when, you, when, when you come to sports, it's so much stuff that you could learn, that you could um, take that with you and put you in life, man. Discipline, responsibility, accountability, all that stuff is is very important. And the kids these days, um, I love this era. You know, I, I, it's, it's just a different era from when we grew up, yeah. where like that stuff was stress a hundred percent, you know. Um, these kids they don't see it, you know, they they kinda like in the, the moment right now where we was playing and that was going to be key for us to be grown men and and yeah. fathers. So we and that's what we're doing, trying to pass it down to our kids, stuff that we learned. Unfortunately, it may come off being harsh or being a little a little blunt at times, but that's how we was made, and that's how we was raised, you know? Yeah. And, hey, man, you know, I'm two for two right now, you know what I'm saying? I got two boys. Right. Uh, As got two boys, and it's like, hey, man, we, I can't, I can't flip the script and do what I don't know. I can only do what I, what I, what I've been taught and know. Right. No, that's, that's like good, good, good points on both, what both of y'all are saying. I'm going to go back a little bit and talk about my time with, I mean, when me and Asmar was coaching and, Asmar made a great point, like, because Azzy, when he first saw Amir, he was like, yo, yo, he, he could get 20 and 20. <laughs> so I'm looking at Asmar like, bro, I've been here for two years with him. You think I don't know 
Like, like I know him. So yeah. and that's not not a no fault to ask, but I'm like, if you could get him to score twenty and twenty, <laughs> bro, we you we 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 good. <laughs> but we had to understand, you know. I had to I had to tell as like, look, he's he's very like soft, you know. He's he's not motivated at times, and I had to learn how to work with kids like that. Cause when I was like y'all said it when we was coming up, man, ain't nobody coddling you and telling you. Oh, it's gonna be all right. You know, I'm gonna play you or whatever. It's like if you don't perform, you're not playing. You're not playing. It's that simple. Yeah. So the reason why he's going to King, and people are gonna say whatever they want to say, whatever the kid whatever the case is, is those days when we was in practice when he was playing against Asma. Yeah. Push Asma, Asma posting him up, throwing him all over the place. I'm like, Amir, fight back. But he kind of timid because he like, well, he a grown man. Yo, he ain't gonna do nothing to you. He trying yeah. to get you better. It's, and you know, you know, Asmar uh personality, yeah, he'll make you feel like he about to whoop your behind. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I'm like, yo, he ain't gonna do nothing, just compete. So, so the first thing, the big thing with a lot of kids is like they don't know how to compete. Like if you playing like like if if three of us playing three on three against some some older dudes. It's going to be a lot of stuff going on on that yeah. court. It's going to be, yo, you, you ain't setting that screen on me. And if it comes to uh, to us throwing blows, that's yeah. what's going to happen. You know what I'm saying? Today, that's not happening. Yeah. That's not happening. And I'm just saying that because, like, uh, like Don, you're not really on the scene with uh, coaching or whatever. Asmar is there. He knew how it is. He's in the trenches. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that you don't know, but, like, and I know your personality. You'll be like, yo, what's what's wrong with these dudes, man? Yeah. But there's so many different things that you got to deal with with, the, with kids in the inner city or high school kids in general that, you know what I'm saying, you got you to gotta basically, like, take it easy with them, man. I mean, this couple, like, we had, like, Asmar, you remember uh, you remember Jaden? Like, Jaden, we had Jaden? Yeah. yeah. I mean, we was, I mean, Don, Don, we was, like, we was going at Jaden. But we re- what we realized with Jaden, Jaden Lampley, he could take it. Yeah, he it, could take it. He won't. He won't cry. He won't punk out. He won't make uh, excuses. He won't complain. So he scored five hundred and sixty-seven points in one season. So it's a big difference. Like America did the same thing, but you know he just he's a man. But yeah. but you know what it comes down to, and and that's why you know you gotta respect like me, you, and Donald, and all the men out here raising raising young men's in in this era. You know what I mean? It's that the thing is, Jaden had a a a father that that exactly that, that was that exactly. Was that allow us as good men to to get on him, and yes. he couldn't go home. He couldn't go home to his to his moms and be like, "Yo, Coach Mingo and Coach Asma on my back," and we get an email or we get a we get a text exactly that like, "Yo, you got to ease up a little bit." His father look at it like, "Yo, they, they I respect them as men." And they're gonna guide you as such. So if they yes. on your back, like that's that's something that you're gonna need. And and like I said, I respect all my coaches like growing up. And cause that's why I'm here today. Like, like I remember being I remember being in, in Mercer County and I had the great Greg Grant. Great Grant was a five, seven, five, eight point guard that played in the league for like 10 years. And he didn't give a damn. He didn't give a damn how you felt. He didn't care. And 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 I respect Greg to this day for that, like, cause, right. like, it was, it was times where, where we ran two miles outside, we did sprints inside, then we had to pick up ninety four feet 
and he didn't care you was tired. He didn't care you was watching him call it. He'd tell you, I'll play six people if I have to. I'll play five. Yep. And you had you know if you want if you wanted to play, you had to be in at least his top six. Cause you wasn't yeah. you wasn't getting no time. And you just had that mentality. And I take that, I take that now at as a 40-year-old man, I take that in every part, every aspect of my life. You feel what I'm saying? Just yeah. you gotta you gotta work for everything as a as a black man coming up in the world today. You know what I mean? And I just yeah. I just respect all my coaches for that. And I just try to get at like Jaden's one. Amir is one, and and I'm just I'm just happy to see these kids that that I kind of touch to to really begin like, their life like you know, I'm going to school and stuff like that because of course of basketball because we all not sitting here today if it wasn't for basketball and I believe right. that cold I agree, yeah. and that, yeah. that was and that was for me that was part of the reason why I went to Pats man you know I growing up in Newark it was either Newark um Newark it was science it was science high before it became science park. It was either Weekway, Shabazz, you know, living in the South Ward. You have my options. Um, uh, went to pass, play for the great coach Boyu. Uh, and, mm-hmm. uh, oh, That's dope. Oh, I can't forget my coach Joe Joe Jordan, man. You know what I'm saying? Joe Jordan, yeah. Yeah, he, he, was, he was real. He was real. Great person, great influence, great mentor. Just being real and learning how to compete. I'm playing against the best players in the state. You know, we could all we could all went to public school and put up 19, 20 points a game for respective schools. But, you know, playing for a, a, a school where we competed every day and I'm catching two buses to school, two buses back. Yeah. Coach didn't care that I had to catch two buses. There was people that I went to school with. They was in they was from New York. They was catching the train to from New York to Elizabeth. So we didn't have no room for excuses. You you get there, you perform. You know, I had nights where I wanted to quit. I wanted to transfer, but, yes, I, but I stayed yes. the course. You know, um, it, it's it's a character thing. So I didn't I didn't play a lot. I, I you know what I'm saying I sat behind some great players. Um, I played with uh, Mike Nardi, Walter Price. I played with uh, Marcus Austin, went to Villanova. Um, mm-hmm. Irve Lemazana went to Rutgers. He plays overseas. Like I played with um, Jamal. Um, Jackson. Jamal Jackson, you know, fellow guy from Newark South Ward, like Jerome Holman. We played with great people, great basketball players. So, I, hey, I did my time. I rolled a bench. But it wasn't a, a slap in the face to me because, you know, other people transferred, you know. Yeah, they quit. They quit. They quit. So I, so I just say, you know what? I ride a bench. I know how to play the game. So that's why when, it's, mm-hmm. when I went to Rutgers North and I linked up with ass. Oh, I knew it was about it's gonna be go time. As was yeah, as was yeah. that guy. He was the guy. All Jack performer. He would go at everybody. He was the mellow before mellow. You know what I'm saying? Tearing people yeah. up. You see, this this is the thing that, and um, this is a question for both of y'all. Y'all can answer. I don't care who go first or whatever. And then you know I t- I tell my spiel or whatever. But coming up, you know, like we both, I grew up in East Orange, as grew up in, uh, in, in the Trenton area, you in Newark or whatever, you know, what's the different, what, what made you into the, per? I mean, basketball wise, basketball wise, what made you, who, what, what made you become the basketball player that you became? Duh. You know, was it, was it, was it going, was it like, you know what? All right. It's Saturday morning. I'm going to go to the park and play, bro. And just see what happened. Or was it, you know, um, when you do get to the park, you got to re- you realize like, yo, I got to compete. It's, 
against all the dudes just I'm to, a, to to hang around I, here. I'll, I'll, go, I'll go first. Um, all right, well, I'm the youngest of four boys. You know what I'm saying? So I, that, right. that competition, that competitiveness, it's always that started it's, in the house. Always, always been right. in the house. You know, my brother, like. My brother Buck, he's uh, he always pushed me. You know what I'm saying? His his friends never looked at me as, oh, take it easy. No, we're gonna go at him. We're gonna go at him. So after I went through that phase, the next phase was getting my name recognized, the respect. You know, I grew mm -hmm. up in the South. Well, I played at Green Acres on Miles Avenue. That was my park. Yeah, tell me, tell me all the parks. That was that was my and... park. You know exactly. what I'm saying? That we had we had the jokers who played. Uh, uh, on Chancellor, uh, down 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 the hill, Chancellor Avenue. Then we had the people playing at uh, Branchbrook. Then we had people playing North North everywhere. Like it's this this city is broken up. So when you meet up down Broader Market and people want to know what's your story, what's your name about, you yo you have parks to represent you. You know, and we and we caught exactly. buses, we walked and we traveled and we went to other people's playground and say, let's get it on. And, and that's how we grew friendships with mm -hmm. people from then up to now. It's a respect thing. It's a competitiveness. You, you want your name out there. You don't want to be a softie. You want to be somebody say, you know what? I rock with him. He from the he from this war, mm -hmm. but I rock with him. You think that that I mean, I know I, I know the answer, but you think that prepared you. But when you got to St. Pat's and you was going through oh, those yeah. rough times and you're like, yo, I'm not playing and I know I should be playing and I know I could yeah. be playing, you know, like you think those times playing in Green Acres or whatever, because, you know, just just walk me down, walk us down memory lane where you were like at St. Pat's and you were like, because it had oh, to yeah, be definitely. It was, it's, it's plenty of time. I really think I, I should I, be playing. I had people, I had people in my ear saying, oh man, you better than that. Just come with me and link up in this school and we had to play together. I'm like, nah, man, I, I'm, I'm here to get my education and I'm playing basketball. I sit the pine, you know what I'm saying? Hey, maybe I'm not as good as I thought I am, but my time going come, you know what I'm saying? Um, and what it did, it will prepare me for later when I went to Rutgers. Uh, so, exactly. so just because I wasn't getting the exactly. satisfaction that I wanted at that moment, I listen. I I, I benefited playing in a Division three school where you know I led led to led a conference and um, assists, and you know I, I played defense. I locked in. I scored, and you know, and Hall of Fame. And I also and I graduated as well. Great, great relationship with Coach Lockren. Right. Um, you know, so. We we we'll talk, we'll talk about Coach yeah, Lockett and later it was on, it, it was like um, one of those things where like there's no yeah. turning back. I yeah. signed, I committed here, you know, and I'm I'm and I'm gonna finish my course. Mm -hmm. But I also playing in the parks, yeah. that's how you get your name. No, nah, I, I that that's, that's I'm cool, gonna man. I'm gonna take it from a different spin. Like you know, Donald said he you okay. know he's the youngest of four. I'm the oldest. I'm the oldest of my my mother's side grandkids and. I was I was okay. like the 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 not say the test dummy, but I was like like I paved the way for all my younger you know cousins and stuff coming up. Like you know Michael Gorin that went to Biggerton, like you know his brother Derek that went to St. Pat's, Derek Gordon that went to St. Pat's, ended up at Seton Hall. So my mm -hmm. story is mm -hmm. basically this. I mean, growing up in Plainfield, you know, I, mean, I was a big kid. You know, what I mean, I was hundred and sixty pounds as a twelve year old. So. It was it was it was always a fight for me to 
to play with the older kids. You know what I mean? Like just like going to going to Madison Avenue. You know, when you grew up in Plainfield, you know what Madison Avenue was. You knew what Spring Lake was. You knew what Evergreen Park was. You and this this walking around and like, listen, man, I'm gonna get on that court. And and I never forget this this older guy that you know what I mean grew up with my mother named Clint Stevenson. God rest his soul. He died of a massive heart attack a couple years back. And and me. Just like he took me under the wing a little bit and was like, listen, man, if you gonna if you want to play out here with, with the older men and out here, you ain't gonna you ain't come with that soft, that soft BS, or you're gonna be sitting watching us play all the time. And just coming to the park every day, just working on my game, getting better, just the just just the luxury for them to pick me up. You know what I mean? We all been to the park where they've like the last game, like, oh, young boy, you wanna play? And you know that's the game where yes, they all yes. they all tired. You yeah. want to get there. You want them to pick you first. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You want to you want to earn your respect that they want to pick you. Like I'm picking a little young boy, and you want to play all day. You don't want to play after everybody tired, and they're gonna drink beers afterwards and yeah. stuff like that. So just coming through, I I just remember like going to my first like going to my first AU practice, and remember I played on the AU team with with guys like John Celestine and Justin Belly and. And you know, like uh, um, Jason Williams, you know what I mean, like that went to Duke and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I remember my first coach. He said, he said he, when I first went there, he said, "What position are you gonna play when you at the next level?" And I'm like, "Yo, I'm gonna play center," because I was like one of the tallest kids. He like he laughed at me. He was yeah. like a five five white guy. Laughed at me. Ah, you ain't playing center. You a guard at this level. And then seeing like guards like Jay Will and, and, and John Celestine. Yeah. And and I remember Aza Jones, like she was she was a Biscataway legend, like yes. female. Female yeah. Aza Jones, and she was my class in 98, like Al Harrington and stuff like that. And I was like, yo, you know what? I'm gonna earn all these guys respect because I'm just gonna work harder than the next man, like getting up every day working on my game and doing what I'm supposed to do because I want I want when I when I when I get on the court I want dudes to pick me first. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. That was my motivation mm-hmm. as a big kid, like as a big kid losing weight and getting getting right, man. And and I and I never like like I said, like during my during my journey, during my journey, it was nothing athletic about me. It was nothing like anything given to me. Everything I got was earned. You feel what I'm saying? And then then going to going to Mercer, going down to Trenton, and and meeting guys like Terrence Belly that led the nation in scoring, being guys like 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 Mike Worthy that went to that Steve Worthy that went to Rutgers, Brian Caver that went to Seton Hall was on that Seton Hall Final Four team, and playing in the legendary parks like Cowater Park and Trenton, playing in Branchbrook, being from Plainfield, yeah. Plainfield only six square miles. I'm not from North. I'm not from East Orange. And dudes, and like earning my respect every time I stepped on oh, a court. Oh, yeah, for sure. For I mean, sure. Like, like all these North guys, like, oh, you from Plainfield, you ain't about nothing. And I'm and I'm kicking on a bus, going to Riverside Park, going to New York, and playing against these dudes. And me, like little old from Plainfield, just just putting, like, just almost like putting Plainfield on the map because just, just me working hard and getting at it every time I stepped on a court. And and that just motivated me as as a basketball player, and that motivates me through life. Like I try to teach my kids the same thing. Like nothing as nothing, nothing is going to be given to you. Like a lot, I think a lot of these yeah. kids want a guy to go like, yo, I got kids coming to me like, coach, can you can you train me? Can you do this? Yeah. I'm like, no, nah, man. I'm like, no. I said before I train you, you go out <laughs> here, you go out here, you go out here in the park, 
you go out here playing just that. Like Mingo, remember he said, well, "You gonna play just that dude that worked eight hours? He don't want to go home. Yeah. He want to get a sweat before he go home. He pass you the ball. You shoot. You shoot three air balls in a row. He look at you and say, "Yo, listen. You shoot that ball again. It's gonna be some problem. It's gonna be a problem. You, yeah. <laughs> you look at him. It's gonna be a problem. Oh, you know what I mean? They not getting that experience. Yeah. Like, the trainers don't give them that experience. The trainers don't. don't no, no, no. Nah, like you gotta, you thing. gotta be self motivated, man. Like you know, like we didn't have trainers. We had, we played on the playground. We played one on one. We played three on threes. We put that work in, man. We ran them, we ran them stairs. Um, we ran them laps. You know, uh, I, I wish yeah. I had a, I wish I had a trainer who to held my hand and say, uh, let's work on these drills. You know, like. I, I looked up to my one of my one of my big bros, Tariq Brown. Man, grew up in Newark, around the corner from yes, me. Sir. Man, you know, yes, County, sir. That's my man. SC, he gonna be on. So one of SC County finest, man. Like he he was that guy, man. You know, and look, hey Mo, he called me Mo. Mo, you want to come to the park? Yeah, I'm tagging along. He took me to West Fourth. Well, I'm playing in West Fourth, like 13, 14 years old. I've been West Fourth playing, getting busy, man. You know, um, just competing, just learning that. This basketball could take you places that you want to go. You, but you, unfortunately, some people don't have that drive. They don't have that motor, you know. And that's where I yeah, think the competitiveness—it's a—it's a—it's a a, a a a big division in competitiveness from now to where it was before, you know. Yeah, my thing is this: like, for like, I what y'all saying is great, great points or whatever. It's absolutely true. I went through the same thing, you know. what I'm saying like, I grew up. The, the big difference for me, and I think I told this to Asmar before, but everybody that, <clears throat> that really know me, they know. Like, I didn't start playing basketball until, you know, I was – I was I, – we came here. We came we came to this country in 1989 or whatever. I think 89 or 90, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't a big basketball dude. And, and Guyana – Guyana is one of the – is one of the is – a, is a country in South America. Is the only country in South America – that doesn't speak Spanish. It's the only English speaking country. So when I was there, I was playing cricket, I was playing soccer. Mm-hmm. We wasn't playing basketball. The basketball courts was empty. Yeah. So when I got to the States, it was a cultural shock. Like, yo, the language barrier, the uh the other kids, the weather, the time, it's just different. Yeah. So I was I was like eleven or ten, and I'm like, yo, I, I want to go back home, man. I can't do this. Like every day or whatever the case is and then i got to the eighth grade and i didn't play i ain't playing in middle i ain't playing in elementary i ain't playing none of that i ain't playing nothing i'm watching tv i'm seeing the knicks and all that and i remember the first time i played was in the eighth grade and they had a tryout and there was like uh you know we got basketball tryouts so i told the, the, the dude mr Wright, my math teacher he was like yo you come to the trial, see how you do. I'm like, yo, I never even played. But <laughs> I would mess around and shoot, and I'll be making it. You know what I'm saying? But I, I don't know the rules or nothing like that. Bruh, I, I go to the tryouts. I, have, I No lie. No lie, as and, and, and Donald. I must have hit like, I must have hit like eight, nine threes, bruh. <laughs> so this joker was like, man, you know how to play. I'm like, yo. I, I know how to shoot, but I don't understand the ins and outs of the game. So they was like, all right, all right, we're going to list up in two days. If your name on the list, you make the team. You know what I'm saying? So the list comes out, first name on the list, Dion Mingo. I'm like, oh, so now the game has done something different for me. Yeah. It's make me social. 
So now I got other students, other people like, yo, you Mingo? Oh, oh you cool now. Okay. And now it's like I feel more accepted. Cause just cause of basketball, you understand? Basketball what I'm itself, man. And it's, I'm get now I gotta go home and explain to my mother, like, yo, I made this basketball team. I got practice. She looking at me like, you're not leaving, you're not after school, you coming <laughs> home. I'm not having my son. I don't know nothing about this country. I don't really know what's going on. God rest her soul. Long story short, bro, I had to get the uh the coaches to come to my crib to convince her. Like, <laughs> yo. Your son need to play basketball because he's good at it, and we'll make sure he get home. So I'm. She like okay. She's like, but you know he better be here at five thirty every day. If not, he's not going back, bro. They made sure I got home. I started learning how to play, and I became more sociable. I started having friends and different things like that. I'm gonna fast forward a little bit. You know, I had a, then I get to high school. Now, you know, I'm good, you know, but before I get to high school, I'm going through the trenches because I lived in East Orange on South Harrison. I don't know if y'all know where that's at. On yeah, South yeah, Orange yeah, yeah. So the closest park to me is Orange Park. So I'm going in Orange Park, but I live in East Orange. Yeah. So Joke is like, yo, you, you don't live in 108. You don't live over on Mechanic Street. So I'm like, y'all live on Harrison, but this is the closest park. I'm not about to walk to Elmwood. <laughs> I live right yeah. here. So now I'm playing with all the orange cats. They yeah. think I'm about to go to orange high school. You know what I'm saying? So I learned, you learn so much in those parks that it'll prepare yeah. you for life or death, man. I tell kids all the time, when you got to go to a park and you call next and you got three people like, now nah, I got next. You got to, if you let them take your next, it's a you ain't going to be playing for the it's rest of the city. summer. Yeah. Yeah, you might as well get, get some pom-poms and be a cheerleader, man. That's what I'm saying. So I had to learn, like, yo, I call next. Like, how, yo, you're not even you, – you on the court. How you call it next? So yeah. you about to lose and then have next? So, nah. you know, I met a lot of old heads over there. My man, Rab, you know, Rab was a good dude. He was an old dude, and he had the same situation, like Ass said. Rab used to tell us, he used to say, I just got off work. I work eight hours today. You know, he used to work downtown at um at Dr. J's. He shoes, and he'd come up with his bag, and he got his. He used to play in Tim's Timberland boots, and yep. he'd be like, "Yo, if I lose today, cause one of y'all do some bullshit, I'm kicking the ball in the pond. I'm telling you right now." <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we definitely. looking at him like, "Yo, you." I'm like, "Yo, what are you? Mind you, I'm 15, yeah. 14. He like, yo, yeah. I don't care about none of that. Like." I remember one time we had a game point. It went 40 minutes, yo. <laughs> it must have went 40 minutes because it was like, yo, yo, you better take a good shot. Cause if if you if you if you take a bad shot, was it no pull-up jump shot? You gotta nah. go to that hole. And if you call foul, Rab used to always say, if you call foul, it's a foul. Cause you know, in the park, you learn how to bargain. You learn yeah. how to cheat. Yeah. You learn how to hustle a joker. Yeah, you learn, it's, it's, you know, it's politics. It's, it's the politics, whole politics. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And a yeah. lot of kids go back, fast forward, to a lot of kids that we deal with, they don't deal with that. They yeah, never yeah. had to deal with it. So it's like when we all, you know, I'm going I'm to use the word aggressive coaching, they're looking mm -hmm. at you like, yo, what's wrong with him? You know what yeah. I'm saying? But we, we was like survival of the fittest out here. They don't, don't understand exactly. You know what I'm. You they know what don't I mean? understand how life or death that 
that that final point was. Like, if you lost that game and you wasn't a home, or you was, home. you had to go to the crib or go to or go to court B with yeah. the with, with with the dudes that skateboard all day. You know what I mean? Like, that's how, that's with, how the, with, the, with the broken rim, that hang that that hangs though. <laughs> I, I, I like I never forget. I never forget. Like I was a sophomore in high school. I remember I went to five star. I'm working on my. I'm working on triple threat. I'm doing all this. I'm doing all this stuff they teach me at five star. I went to the court <laughs> and one of the older cats, like he had to, he he had to be about 15, 20 years older than me. He he put the arm bar on my hip. I couldn't okay. move, go nowhere. And I'm like, that's uh -uh. a foul. He says, son, if you're gonna play in this part, yo, you gonna have to learn to play through this foul. This is not a foul. Uh, in my right. in my park, this is not a foul. I'm like, well, you know, in five star, they tell they said. You know, five star. You can't do that, five star. They said, "Do this look like five star?" <laughs> <laughs> For real. And I, I had to learn to play through contact, exactly. play through bull crap, and all that crap because yeah. you wasn't gonna get picked up if you was calling foul every time somebody breathed on you, man. We had grown, we had, we had grown men. We had grown men equivalent to our age now in the parks <laughs> playing with a tank top on, some jeans, <laughs> boots tied up tight. Yeah. You no, know, they about to go home. Go do they finish fin after they finish working? Go deal with their kids. They just want to work yeah. out. And if they so, they ain't trying to go home mad because they lost yeah. the part. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So that, that, so that, that's so that's 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 that's, 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 that's yeah, all ahead, we that's all that's all we wanted to do is try to draw a bridge between our upbringing and trying to pass that knowledge and pass that that wisdom down to these kids because. That's a lot. They they're missing a lot, man. You know. I um, I agree with Don. I agree with you. I agree with you a thousand percent. But what I've learned over the years is like, and Asmar could attest to this also. Like, you know, like if if you come off too strong, you got to pick and choose when you you can have those teaching moments with them. You feel me with this generation? Because yeah. the way I look at it is the way the way it's going right now. Like everything is. The world is transforming. The, wor the world is improving yeah. day by day. Cars is improving. Technology, phones, basketball equipment, all this nonsense, Vertimax, all this stuff that it is what it is. But, you know, like the, what I learned, like the quickest way for a coach to get fired is for him to always say, well, they don't do it like I used to do it. Like we get that. Like all three of us get that. But to take it to another level and ask if chime in whenever he want, like you got to be able, you got to be able to, you know, like use your experiences as an older dude and a coach to say, yo, and it got to be the right kid too. You got to be able to talk it to the right kid because I remember yeah, me and Asmar right. could say certain things to Jaden that we couldn't say to Amir. Yeah, you're you know, right. Am, am, am I right? You're right. Uh, uh, you're right. You're right. And me being at Eagle Academy now. And being there coaching for two years, I realized, like, and it's no knock, it's no knock to nobody. I Hold realized. On, I don't mean to cut you off, Don. I wasn't saying that your point wasn't right. I was no, 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 I, I, I get it. It just, it just, it just a different, different, different ways of doing it, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And like I said, yeah, everybody, man, everybody can't take it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like we, like you know, you know, back in, like I said, back in the day, coaches know one way. Yo, you, you wasn't cutting it. I'm just gonna go harder. You feel what I'm saying? Right. Now I just realized, like, I realized with these kids, like, you're going to have teaching moments. You're going to have teaching moments when when moments present itself during yeah. either a game, during practice. Like, because because kids going to think, like, these new kids going to think, like, yo, my way is the way I, I this is how I do it. And then when they way don't, don't match up, 
then that's when you have a teaching moment. Like, case in point, like, I'm a firm believer. I grew up on, like, I'm a Knicks fan. I grew up on the Knicks. Like, I grew up on, like, this hard nose, being tough, and not, like, not being friendly on the court. Like, I don't yeah, care. Right. Like, if I plan against... That's, that's, that's I don't mean to cut you off. That's Asmar pet peeve. He yeah, hates me that. too. He me hates, too. And I, like, when jokers are shaking hands yeah. and laughing. Nah, and give a hugs. Nah, nah, nah. Yeah, because, yeah. like, that's... And, 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 and I agree. I, growing up, I was a Celtics fan. I was a group of Larry Bird fan, Reggie Lewis fan, rest in peace. Yeah. And, um... Like all that, like you know, we'll we'll chop it up later, man. But for now, yeah. whatever issue I got going on at home, outside, I'm taking it out on you right now on this court, man. You know, no yeah. friends, man. And, and even when as when me and as mashed up, go ahead. Hello, done. Yeah, like like my biggest thing, like I had to tell a kid, like I don't believe in. Like, you know, kid fall down to the ground and, and like, don't like in the middle of the game, we're not picking them up. You yeah. feel what I'm saying? Like, it's just that, like, it's just that it could be your boy, it, it, you, you, I'm not picking you up in the middle. It, Mingo, you my man, you my brother, Donald, my brother. If I foul you in the game, I'm not picking you up. You feel yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Because we competing. I just remember a time where I had a kid, kid fall to the ground, <laughs> he went to pick him up and gave up a layup. I said, <laughs> and he looked at me like, but coach, like you gave up two points and we lost by four. So yeah. you see, you didn't pick the kid up. You could have been in defensive position to, to to help out. You see what I'm saying? It just to me is like like watching the last dance. Really, like you know, what I mean, sitting here watching last dance, just watching Mike compete, watching the Knicks compete, and not giving an inch. Just got my like competitive juices flowing because it's like yeah. that's. To me, it's just great basketball. Like they hated Michael Jordan. Yeah, you right. feel what I'm saying? They hate. Like I hated. I hated. Like the I just Bulls. remember. My, I remember recruiting. Yeah. Like I remember. I remember Jose from William Patterson came to me when I was at Mercer. Like, yeah, I want you to come to William Patterson. And I said, you got Horace Jenkins. You got. You got all these kids. I don't want to. I don't want to play with him. You got snap. Remember snap. <laughs> I want. Yeah, you got snap. You had. You had you had you had uh smooth, you had Khalid Corsi, you had all these kids. I like I don't want to compete with him. I want to compete against him. Yeah, like I right. just don't want to do that. Like my juice is like like even we didn't win a lot of games when I was at Rutgers North. But you know what? I'm glad I chose Rutgers North because you know why? Because every time we played William Patterson's in the college of New Jersey's and they, and the they knew it, City, they knew it wasn't was a walk in the park, met, man. And yeah. that's just that's just my competitive my competitive spirit. And, and yeah. if that's just me, that's just me. Nah, I I, I agree, man. Like um, that's why, as, unfortunately, like the Patrick Ewins, the Barclays, the Carbone, they don't they don't have a ring, but uh-huh. we still look up to them because you know what. They they competed. They, it was like they, they they had to work through adversity, which was Michael Joy and the Bulls. But right, they still right. they still pushed the buttons to try to get there. The Reggie Millers, you know. Um, now it's like this whole teaming up thing. Like I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of it. You know. Yeah, um, that's that's uh that's the way it is right now. Like um, you know, it's nothing that that's the way kids view being uh successful like oh let me go play with my boy and play whatever the case is that's cool i don't got no problem with it you know like i respect kids who are like i was telling you know we could go like me and like 
me and Ash could go back and forth the whole night. Like we yeah. had Jaden. Jaden was our player. He was our player. Yeah. And me and Az used to tell this dude, bro, I don't care who they got. They don't got nobody to stop you. You're going to yeah. get 25 to 30. I'm going to put you in position to get 25 or 30 points. Yeah. And he was uh, – because people used to always tell Jay, oh, North 13 ain't got nobody. They got a mayor. You should go to – you should go to Union Catholic. You should go to Hudson. You could you go. You should go whatever, yeah. whatever they wanted him to go. So, thank God. Like I said, it. Thank God for his father, man. Like he put his trust in us, and Jaden turned out the right way. You know what I'm saying? But, like Jaden, and the thing is with Jaden, like he believed in us. Like we yeah. showed him the way. Like I, I, yo, as no, Don, I used to tell him, you got to shoot twenty times a game. You are best player. You can't shoot. Like how you play. This is and this is, and this is how messed up these some of these kids, you know, are basketball wise. I used to say, Asma, you remember the times that Jaden would be like, "Yo, I can't get the ball. They they double. I can't get the ball. Yo, there's no way that you will play a basketball game and somebody could deny you from getting the ball. Yo, no way. There's no way. No way. So. No way. And there's been times where I'm like, Jaden, you got to take 10 shots a half. You take, you do that two times, that's 20. Don, it was times this joker would be a halftime. And I look at us, be like, yo, how many shots you took? Three. Five. <laughs> no, 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 no. Three, four, <laughs> two, none, two. This is all. So when he finally put it together, he got 11 shots in the first half. We down three, four points. I didn't even have to worry about – I didn't even have to think about why are we down. I'm like, how many shots Jaden took? Four. All right, we down 15. There you go right there. Pretty much. Yeah, Pretty like, much. You, you got you to gotta lead the way. You know what I'm saying? Like, all kids are looking to be led. You know what I'm saying? And uh, all kids are looking to, uh, to learn from adults. You know what I'm saying? That's why they're kids. But a lot of these guys fall into the trap, the, trap of trying to be friends with the kids. They try to uh, – not go so hard with at the kids, and it becomes a a, a a shit show where it's like, oh, like you're supposed to not fear your coach in the sense of like he gonna do something to me, but you supposed to like feel like uncomfortable, like yo, if I do this, coach gonna be bugging. Yo, yo, Dion, let me tell you something. Let me tell you what I went through. Don, you and still I'm there? Gonna... Donald, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, yeah. Let me tell you what I went through. I had a mom. I had a mom. I had a kid that that you know he was my backup point guard, and he was working his way to. to he was working his way. This is at Eagle right now. This is at Eagle. Okay. Work his senior. He's working his way to begin more minutes. Like I mean, he had a chance to really get minutes. His mom texted us the day before a game. We had a Saturday practice. His mom texted us and said that his his big brother is coming home from college. We going out to breakfast. He won't make yeah. it. He won't make it to practice. So the next day, so I'm like, you know, I'm I'm kind of old school. Like, listen, you miss practice, you really can't. I I can't play you. Right. You know. Right. So I didn't play him. His mom said, "Why you didn't play him?" I I text you say, "I'm like, I'm like." Where is does that like came the norm? You see, what I'm saying yeah. like my thing is where did we fall as coaches and as a like a society where 
that's like the norm. Like you miss practice and like you supposed to you supposed to still play. You and can't get rewarded for that. That's right. like to me, like when we was a kid, like like I was dating my wife to this day, and she was like, Let's go out to dinner. I'm like, nah, I got a game in the brook. We could go out afterwards or we go the next day. <laughs> like, like, where do we miss games or practices for like the, the go out to social gathering? <laughs> I just like to me, like that's the era where I just don't don't like I can't relate. Yeah. Like that's some things like as a coach is like and I know all coaches go through it that we can just like we can like we can do better. Like like where is that? Where we fall? Like Mingo, you've been in the coaching high school coaching rank longer than I am. Where are we falling at? Where these kids think it's cool to show up when they want to show up, and then expect to get the, the 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 playing time or the minutes they supposed to get? Because there's no other walk in life. Like you can't show up to work when you want to, and expect to get a full paycheck. You feel me? Right. Nah. Right. So. To, to answer your question is I'm I'm gonna give I'm gonna I'm gonna tell this story to Donald because Asmar know this story already. You remember Zaire Jefferson asked? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we had Zaire Jefferson as a uh, after this we're gonna move on to the next subject. We had no Zaire Jefferson as a uh, as a freshman, freshman point guard, tough as nails, tough as nails, uh Don, you will love him. Tough as nails, play hard, listen to everything I say, but his problem was his parents, his father. Yeah. Uh-huh. That was his yeah. problem. But the kid was great. We love the kid. I love that dude. I talked to him till this day. So he's starting as a friend. So my rule as a coach is this, just for people that don't know out there, this is how I operate as a basketball coach. If you're a freshman and I see you got a little bit of promise and I think you can play, I'm going to start you from the door. Day one, I'm putting you in there. I expect that year, the freshman year, to be a learning year. So yeah, throw them in the fire. All right. I'm, so I expect exactly. So I expect you to make a lot of mistakes, but I'm going to coach you though. You know what I'm saying? Those mistakes are not okay. But like, look, this is what happened. You can't do this no more. So you can get to the next spot. You know what I'm saying? But I know I got a longer leash for a freshman that's starting because I know he's going to continuously make mistakes. So Zaire wasn't making a lot of mistakes. You know, he just didn't understand the game. And the thing was, he would dribble the basketball too much. So, uh-huh. I, my, my, and that's the one thing I hate. Stop dribbling. Stop dribbling. Pass it, cut, catch, look. Don't dribble it. I don't care what you do. Catch it, look around. Don't dribble the ball. If you dribble, you got to be going down and make a, uh, going to get a layup or whatever the case is. So, Zaire was doing good or whatever. So, midpoint of the season come, this is my last year at North 13th Street. <laughs> Father, Zaire comes, Father comes to me and he goes, yo, uh, um, you know, we going down to Georgia for a family reunion. You know, we're gonna be back in about two weeks. So I'm I'm upset. I'm 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 like now I gotta teach the father something that he don't know. So I had to explain to him, like, look, this is how this works, man. You can't this is not AAU, this is not rec. You can't pull a starting varsity point guard in the middle of the season to tell me he's going to a family reunion, a death in the family, I get it. You know what I'm saying? A yeah. birth or something like that, I get it. You know what I'm saying? And he had to sit on this for like two days because he didn't understand my logic. So he finally came back and was like, uh, you know, I'm going to let Zaire stay, whatever the case is, and, um, you know, we're we going to let him ride it out. So he stayed or whatever. Zaire never wanted to go anyway. 
He's like, yo, I want to play. You know what I'm saying? But my point is a lot of the parents don't understand how this works. You know what I'm saying? A lot of the parents never played sports or basketball, for that matter, to know the commitment that you got to put forth as an athlete. You know what I'm saying? So, like, your son, my son, Asmar's son, there's no way if he's playing basketball, be like, yo, you're going to family reunion. You, you're going out here for two weeks. You're going to be, first of all, it's not, you're going to be looking like, if you if the wife was to say something, it's not happening. You can't have a missed a season. You know what I'm saying? So later on, the father, he got into a little, you know, he got a, got into a little disagreement with me because he felt as though I was feel, being, being a little bit too hard on Zaire or whatever the case is. And um, later on, maybe like a year ago, he saw me apologize. He said, yo, you know, I know what you was trying to do with Zaire, man. I appreciate it now. Zaire is one of the, probably the best point guard in Essex County right now. He's a junior, he's a team captain, and he's going to be a senior next year. And I tell people all the time, the reason why he became the player he is, that freshman year he had, he made a lot of mistakes. You know what I'm saying? So he know what to do going into that sophomore year. And I'm going to go on top of that. Like, like, even though he was 13, 14 years old, remember how old he was, we didn't cut him no breaks. None. And the thing is, None. we didn't cut him no breaks because we knew, we knew, like, we knew, thir- we knew North 13th. We could have mailed that season in. We could have yep. said, oh, you're a freshman, whatever. But we knew, like, we cared about the kids so much. We knew that the mistakes he was making, that he didn't understand why he was making the mistakes. Right. Remember the time he threw the ball backwards and lost us the game? Yeah. And, like, like what should we call yeah. it? But we was on him so much, and he never, like, he never disrespected us. Never. Never. He took it and, and he ran with it. And I saw him play. I saw him play as a junior at, at Patterson Catholic. And he was like, they was outmatched his team, but he mm. played well. You feel what yeah. I'm saying? And I and I'm and I'm thinking to myself, is it because me and Mingo was on his back? Yeah. Every yes. day. Like yes. he might have ran a, he might ran a play perfect, but we still was on his neck because we want him to be even more perfect than what he was. And like I said, and that's a testament not to just Mingo, you know what I mean? It's a testament to just us knowing the game and what should call it. Now he's one of the best point guards in Essex County. Essex County. And he got first team all. Yeah. I think he got second or third team all county or something like honorable mention, whatever. First team all conference, definitely. You know what I'm saying? It's it's crazy, man. It's just, you know, it's, it's a lot with the parents and they don't know. And when you try to teach them, they get mad at you and – you can't coach. They and, want their kids to. And you gotta, go, ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Don. And, and like, like for 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 you for you guys who um, who coach, you're not trying to be their father. What you're trying to do is be a, a another great influence in their life exactly. to help push them to where they want to be. You know, um, it's not going to be easy. If if it was easy, that everybody could pick up a basketball and play. You know, but y'all gonna work through work through the mistakes, push them. You know, motivate them so then they could take that stuff that they learn on a basketball court and apply it to everyday life as a as a grown black man in this society. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? That's what that's that's why I feel like it's it comes down to basketball is a sport, but it's also life. And we take we take that real serious when we say basketball is life because the stuff that you pick up, you translate that to everyday everyday society um, as a man in his world. Yeah. You know, you you're right, man. I mean, look, you got three dudes that's talking hoops that's just not not just chatting about 
you know, some some nonsense or whatever. It's 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 the facts of how the th- things supposed to be, basketball wise, and holding kids accountable. Um, let me move on to the next topic. Uh, so Don, you get to you get to Rutgers North. You know what I'm saying? And, and bo- this for both of y'all. I don't care who go first. You get to Rutgers North, and that first year, you know, it, it got to be tough for you. I know it got to be tough for you. Oh so hold yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold yeah. on. Get there. It's tough. You like, yo, man. I, this is what college basketball is about. You know, I, I don't. Not saying that you were gonna quit at any point, but it just explained the transition from high school, coming from a high school player, to going right into college. Because the difference is, me and Az went to junior college. I went. I went two years to at okay. Morris County College. So I'm playing a little bit of college basketball at 18, 19, and then I transition into a. A four-year college, same thing with Asma, with, with, with you, right, Asie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it was a little different for Donald, though, because he went straight from an 18-year-old dude or 17-year-old, whatever, you graduated, and boom, you're right there in the NJ. How, how did that – how was yeah. that, man? It was it... – Oh, back eventually. You got Hello? me? I'm good. I'm good. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you my. I'm gonna tell you my experience until okay. Donald get back. I'm telling you my experience when I first went to Mercer. When I first went to Mercer, like you know, as a you know, 18 year old kid, I was like, I was like, yo. I remember the coach called us like, you know, I played two guards, three guards. They told us all into all into the room and say, yo, this is the five you want to compete with. I don't have no starters right now. This is the five you want to compete with. Knowing that I'm the it's, it's it's three returners and two freshmen there. So I'm like, yo, it's five people here. So what I'm gonna do to get on to get on the court? And I just remember, I just remember, I just remember this every day. Like whoever coming up next to me, I'm just gonna come. They're gonna get it. They're they gonna, gonna get it. it. I'm not taking no days off. They're gonna get it. And everybody had the same mentality. Everybody had the same mentality, and it was it was crazy. But it kind of it kind of prepped me to how college basketball was. Like, like, and believe it or not, I earned a starting spot beginning of the year. I came home for two weeks. I came home during that Christmas break. We had all came home. I came back, wasn't in the shape I should be in, realizing like I had it made and I lost my starting spot after that. You know what I mean? I had to earn it back towards the end of the year. And it was crazy. And I realized that I realized you just can't rest on your morals. You got to take this stuff every day. As as you compete every day, because people is coming after you every day. Yeah, nah. Can you oh, can y'all hear me? Yeah, yeah you yeah. good, man. We had lost you for a second. You good? Oh, now? Okay, my fault. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, uh, technical yeah, difficulties over here. As gave his spill, so let let me hear your spill. Like when you first left oh. St. Pat's, and then you got to Rutgers North, and that first, that first, those first sixteen games. How was it? In oh, the end, Jack? oh, nah. We'll, let's talk about the first sixteen days because I thought <laughs> things, I thought things was kind of sweet. You know what I'm saying? Um, right. I, you have to understand, the NJAC has to be the toughest conference, top to bottom, in the country, Division Three. Right. You know, if anybody can win on any day, if you don't play your A game. But before that, even before the games, um, I'm coming to a team where we have 21, 22 year old grown men. You know, we they're from North, they're from Patterson. Um, it's like none of that, none of that stuff you did and five star camp. This is straight kill the beat, kill on the court. And I come as a freshman. I'm I'm slim. 
You know, right. these people have they have grown men weight, you know, grown men issues. Some have families, some have bills, and it's yeah. like, hey, hey, I'm not letting this this new guy come in. And hey, I it's, it's you have bumps in the road, and I took my bumps in the road. And as I remember, the first day of practice, we run a suicide. I threw up in a trash can. <laughs> yes, sir. I threw up in a trash can because I took it. I took it for granted. I took it light. And this this is not high school no more. This is straight uh, grown men, grown men league. I think and I had to. I think I had to you, adapt to it. I think for you, for for, for Donald, I don't think the coaching was a problem. Now. I'm a, now let me let me just Rutgers North head coach is Joe Lockren. Joe Lockren been at Rutgers North for over 20 years. He's uh, probably the winningest coach there. You know, great dude, and everybody on this podcast could attest to that. Great dude, basketball wise, off the court, as a, just as a man. You know what I'm saying? Good dude. You know what I'm saying? So I know for Donald the. The, the a young Joe Lockren was turned up. What you know? So we for we, Kevin Boyle, you had you was getting it already. So going to Coach uh, Lockren, it must have been it couldn't have been that rough for you because you you probably seen Coach Boyle just go crazy too. Yeah, yeah. Well, Coach Lockren came my my sophomore year. Um, okay, okay, okay. He, I had I had we had Chris Casey my my freshman year. Um, Joe Lockren, he. He didn't understand the his thing was he didn't understand the culture of Newark and the basketball. You know, he 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 comes from upstate, you know, out of state, Connecticut, and um, yeah. he, he 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 has great knowledge, but it was a huge um, adjustment for coach, him. Adjustment for him. He yeah. he pull up in his Lexus ES ES two fifty, thinking <laughs> it's sweet. It's, it's not sweet over here, but um, he was just trying to fill us out. You know, he would right. he was trying to fill us out, and um, he trusted he trusted the players he had. Yo, I just feel with with Joe when he first got there, even with Casey, like you know, you come from you come from a hard background with your high school coaches, and you mm-hmm. and like like me and you with our with our junior college coaches, you know what I mean? Like it just was another form of the same thing, you know what I mean? Like. Yes, you mess yes. up, they gonna yell. You 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 do well, they're not gonna praise you that much. You just, you know I mean, that's what you're supposed to do. So, like, it was an easy transition for for myself. You know what I mean? Right. Like like with the practices and everything and the running, it just that was a part of the course. And I tell people, right. like, if you really love the game, you love every aspect of the game. You love the conditioning. You love the you yeah. love the you love the you love the the drills. You love the 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 shell drills. You love the one-on-one drills. You just love everything about basketball. Like, yeah. like if you're not, if you're not a basketball player, to me, love everything about. They know it comes with the game. So, no matter mm-hmm. what my coaches did to me, like we ran, we ran a million times. We we just mm-hmm. run a million times because you're not going to make me quit and leave the game I love to play. You feel what I'm saying? So it just, it just like with Joe, with all my coaches was all on the same core, and Joe just like. I see Joe change with the times when yes. I come to practice yes. now because it changed yeah. the culture of kids. But right, but you, right, you, and that's called and that's called evolving. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's a that's a good coach. Yeah, because yeah. you like you know we can't be like and I have I had to make adjustments on my end also. Like you got to take you got to evolve with the times. You know, yeah. so you got to pick and choose your battles. 
don't let them run over you, but you got to know when to yell, know when to scale it back a little bit, things like that. I don't mean to cut you off, ask. Go ahead. Yeah, and and, and, and that's just what it is. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Joe, if you ask Joe to a man and you have him, like, interview him, he going to tell you, we didn't, we struggled, like, when he came, he came my senior year, we struggled. But for man to man, he going to tell you, he'll take us to war any day of the week. You know what I mean? Because yeah, like, oh yeah. he know we competed, man. We, we locked competed. in, man. And he know that we he gonna get on us. He could he can curse us to high heaven, and we're gonna come back there and put it on the line for him every day, every day. Yep, right. And, 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 and the court and, and, and the, the crazy part about it, and me, Donald, we talk about it a lot of times. We had kids that leaving practice had to go to work. Leaving practice, <laughs> going back to the hood. Leaving practice, going to the dice game. Leaving practice, doing yes, doing sir. whatever. But but mm-hmm. when when it was time Ooh. to link up like Voltron and compete on the court, we all came together for one common goal, bro. Yeah. And this and this is what people don't understand. Like y'all two played in the NJAC when it was real. Horace Jenkins, Omar Booth. Mm-hmm. You had you had all these other dudes from NJC. You had you had one of the baddest white boys I ever played against in my life called Billy Gilligan. Went to Rutgers, New Brunswick. <laughs> Went to <laughs> Rutgers. Stockton, New yeah. He was a surfer. He had he had tan lines and everything. Went to Rutgers, New Brunswick. I remember yo, him. I remember him. Listen, yo. played at Stockton for two years. Came yes. out and was, yes. Yo, he he to me he was the only dude in the injack that got a triple double. My boy. He was like the Wally, Wally Zerbiak, Matt Harper, all, all in one, man. Strong, <laughs> physical. But that's what I'm saying. We when you playing against people who was Division One players who came down. I played a guy, I played against a guy in Rowan. He was he was an Iraq war veteran, 28 years old, <laughs> came back to play. Like none of that is going on in the, in, in Division Two, Division One, man. Harvey Jenkins could have bro he's taking the play. What was my man named that was the veteran? I don't know, man. He was a guard, man. He was <laughs> raw deal, man. Like this, he was nice though. This dude had like probably purple purple heart or something, man. You fella realized Harvey Jenkins had four kids when he played in the Jack, man. Like yeah. and he ended up he ended up going to the league, man. Word, word, word. You word. had Dana, Look, man. you had Dana. I forgot Dana last name from Jersey City. You had dudes that was you had dudes that was talented. That came back yeah. and played, man. Like, like, and, and you, and you had a guy from from East Thorns, uh, um, um, Omar Cooper. Two of his kids, one yes, of his yes, daughters, yes, he got yes, drafted. Yes. Omar Cooper was yes. Omar Cooper was bad. You know what I mean? Yeah, Cooper. Yeah. Cooper. Abdul Madison. Abdul. Oh, I mean, it is it, it. It brings me back, and I and I loved it, man. I love it, man. You know, the, the it's it's just it's just crazy, man. How the times have changed, man. I was talking. I, inter, uh, I interviewed Mark Brown today earlier. Ah, Coach, Coach Brown and Coach uh, Brown. Mark Brown. He is the he's the dude that basically like used to give me the real all the time when I was a young boy, man. Like, yo, you ain't good, man. You need to start working now. You need to start. You got a little jump shot, but you don't you don't do nothing. You don't run. You don't play no D. You don't do nothing. So when you young and you getting it from jokers like them, you know you got to be. You got a little bit of talent if they're gonna take the time out to even say something to you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I tell, I tell, uh, like I told Coach Brown today, me and him was talking off the, uh, off the record, off, off the, uh, the podcast, and we was talking about his dad, Charlie Brown. He was telling me how much of, of an influence his father is in his life, and the first guy that 
when I left junior college, the first guy that recruited me was Coach Brown. Coach Brown was like, I need you to come play with Samar Battle. I need you to come play with Najee. What was my man Mark name? Washington, uh, Mark Washington, Najee. Mark Washington. But what was my man name? Uh, Najee something from Plainfield, I think. I, I know. I think, I think, Calhoun. I think Najee. Najee was a leftiest. Calhoun, Calhoun, Calhoun. the guard, guard. Yeah. yeah. You so lucky you didn't come like, play with them because we would have killed you too. <laughs> so, so he was like, if he's like, I just need you to, you know, I need a guy that can shoot the ball, but I got caught up in, you know, Division two scholarship, all that nonsense, you know what I'm saying? But I knew, like, Coach Brown really wanted me, though. Like, I saw it in his face, bro. Like, he really, if I, and I tell, I was telling, what my point is, I was telling Mark Brown, like, if I could go back and change anything, that's the one thing I would change. Like, I would have played in the NJAC. I would have, I'd have went to NJCU. But, you know, when, when you're not informed and you know no certain thing and you certain things and your parents just want you to do good and, they don't have to pay for school and come to find out. I wouldn't have to pay for anything. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It'd have been it have been the same thing. You know what I'm saying? So I always think that I dropped the, the outside ball it's outside influences. Um yeah, also yeah, also yeah. playing the air jack, man. People look look upon division three like, oh, that's division three. Like we had players that could have played D one. As could have played D one after JUCO. I could have played D one. Like, but we 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 were committed to where we was at. And we yeah. played against top-notch talent, man. Tennyson with it out of um, Jersey City, Saint yes. Saint, Saint yeah. Anthony's. Went to Ramapo. Yeah, that was that was that was we we had a rival. Now we had a rival from high school, and you know we we chop it up and talk whatever on some what up, man. Outside of on the court, but he picking me up full court. I'm I'm backing up off him so I can catch him, try to catch a block off of him, stuff like that. Yo, yeah. it was real life, man. I tell people, I tell yeah. people all the yeah. time. I tell people all the time. Especially because you talking to three guards right here. I said guards come dime a dozen. I said the only thing that separates the, the levels is big men. And the thing mm-hmm. is, I tell people how fragile like scholarships is. When I was at JUCO, it was supposed to be myself and two other two other kids were supposed to go to Central Connecticut, Division Division One school in, in Connecticut. We was ready to go. The last, you know, you know, Mingo with the, you know, the um, the playoffs at Salem, Salem College, Salem. Yeah. So we went down there. Yes. We had a big fight. It was a fight. My team versus Salem uh, County College. We had a big brawl. Don't you know they stashed my scholarship? I didn't sign with Rutgers Newark to three days before school started. So I tell people all the time. Wow. I tell people all the time, like, like, like this stuff is this stuff is fragile out here. You feel what I'm saying? A black, I mean, yeah. at the time, I was, I was, I was upset and stuff. But you know, I met a lot of. I met yourself. I met Donald. I met my, I met my wife. Everything at at Rutgers North. So I won't change it. But you know, that's just how crazy it is. I always felt I was Division One guard. But you know, what I mean, like when I played against the Division One guards in the brook in the summertime, they knew who I was. You know what I mean? So I, I yeah, didn't have to absolutely. validate that, that was to nobody. Enough. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. The the other thing is. It's like the kids, like the, the, the thing that bothered, I won't say it bothered me. It bothers me. It's like you look at the landscape of basketball right now, or I said, let's say over the last 15 years. I remember when I was in my junior year in college and I was, no, my senior, my junior year in college, getting ready to go into that senior year. And I made a conscious effort, like, look, I got to, I got to have a good senior year. I got to do something that's going to stand out or whatever the case is. So I linked up with the Roadrunners, 
the Roadrunners put a pro am team, a pro team in the pro am. That's when As I think Asmar was playing. They had yeah, Bada Bing. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, at, like the pro am was the pro am when we played. Like it was Bada Bing, Celtics, Exit Realty, Roadrunners, Ghost City, Third uh, Rail, Third Rail, Third Rail, Third Rail, Third Rail, Up yeah. the Hill. It was real games. So you had you had the pro am in these stars. You had Branchbrook, and then you had. And people always forget about they don't mention this league enough. G. Yeah. G. Brown, like if you if you if you play if you nice, you're gonna be playing in Gigi Brown. You know what I'm saying? But today it's like everybody and anybody can play in the pro am. Like yo, you you're not even validated, my <laughs> dog. Like how you playing in there? And you know, for, for the only young boy I know that played in the pro am and tore the pro am up was Kyrie Irving. When when Manly. he played. You know what I'm saying? But and I remember that Bada Bing team too. Yo, I don't remember I, I just know they had a I know they had Ant Nelson, they had Asmar, they had Jabbar, they had um they had these two uh two these two dudes, these these guards. I think one of them name was Greg. Yeah, my man Greg, like my man Greg and Eric Magazine. And we had Eric, Eric and we Magazine. Had, yo, and we had and we had your boy, and we had your boy Andre Dabney too. Right, so that's what I'm saying. Like, that's the real pro am. That's when it was like, you know, scoring 150 to 172. It's like 101 to 98. Like, you're gonna have to play that D, and you're gonna have to pick and choose your spots. And if you ain't coming correct out there, yeah. you're getting cracked. Like, it, and it don't matter if you D one or D three. So, the the best players was playing in there. You know what I'm saying? I, the best players. Like I tell people, like, there. yeah, I went to Division three. But if you go, if you go back in time, if you if we had Instagram back then, oh yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. If we had Instagram back then. You talking to a guy, and I hate, and I don't say it to a lot of people, but I scored sixty three points in the pro am. I'm the second, like yeah, I, I, I like so that. so I people that. used to be like, what? I scored sixty three points in the pro am against pros. So 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 it's not about where you went to school. It's not about none of that. Yeah. Like when I went to all these overseas camps and stuff, yeah. I was giving people the business. It just, it just, God blessed me with a child, and I realized that I had to do other things than play basketball, and I had to take care of my kids. But like, it's no, it's no, it's no shame in that. You feel what I'm yeah. saying? So people be like, "Well, why you didn't go overseas? Why you doing this?" Because yeah. you know, cause God blessed me with another thing, man, and that's just what it is. Yeah, and I have, and I had offers. Yeah. You know, my, my older brother, we went to the, um, we went to a showcase out in Boston. Coach Lockman was there. I had offers to go mm-hmm. Finland and Poland. Hey, but it just it, it wasn't my thing. It, it it didn't fit me, man. You know. So I later became a police officer. I worked in New Jersey Transit. Been a cop for 13, yeah. 13 years. Yes, and hey, that's 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 my calling for the moment. You know. Um, right. That's that's and and there's no, nothing not wrong with that. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing wrong with that. The um the other thing I wanted to talk. This is the last subject that we going we going to talk about, and. I think this is a serious subject because Asmar been in the game. He's in the game. Me and Asmar is in the game right now. And not saying that you're not in the game, Donald. Like you love basketball. I you came to came to games and anything. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You you know the game. I believe you can coach. I know you can coach. It's just you know that yeah, I, 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 I gave I gave Rutgers North one year assistant coach, man. But, you know, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, I see a lot of people say that. And uh, both of you could attest to this. A lot of people are like, "Yo, what's going on with the with the young the youth today? What's going on with the 
these kids ain't good enough. These kids ain't this. These kids ain't that. Da, 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 da. And these are a lot of older dudes too. And these are a lot of guys. There's some. There's even some guys that play college basketball, and some guys that played uh, professional basketball. So my solution, and you can y'all don't got to agree. Y'all don't have to agree with my my solution or whatever. You give me whatever you think the solution is or whatever. So I feel as though like. If you're from North, if you're from Hudson County, if you're from Passaic County, you're from Mercer County, you're from Union County, and you play like I, I got respect, for, I got nothing but respect for Mike Gordon. I got nothing but respect for any dude that played college basketball on any level that's coaching kids right now. I got nothing but respect for them. I'm gonna tell you why. They don't have to coach basketball. They could go do something yeah. else and criticize, but they choose to be a part yeah, of the pa- solution. Yeah, passing that passing on their experience. Right. So I have a problem with people who are like on the sidelines in the stands like, oh, that coach don't know what he's doing. This kid can't dribble with his left hand. He can't shoot. If you as and it's it's a shame on the adults who you play, you play college basketball at a division one level. You 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 play pro ball. You want to make a difference? Volunteer time. Volunteer time. Don't tell me what you think, oh, this coach should be doing, that coach should be doing, or whatever the case is. I don't mean to cut you off. Go ahead, go ahead. Just go let, ahead me, let me make my point real quick. And uh, I remember, and y'all could, y'all, y'all could agree with this. When I was in high school, when I was in middle school, and I, when I was playing on those teams at VLD, those coaches ain't get paid. They was just showing up like, yo, I'm going to teach you everything I know. I'm going to say I'm trying to be mm-hmm. a part of the solution. They wasn't criticizing us. They was giving us everything they know. So my solution to people that is, that's in Newark or anyone, any other of these counties that think that the coach is not doing a good job, the, uh, the, the kid can't shoot with his left hand, they don't know how to break a zone or whatever, the AD, go to the coach and say, Coach, my name is John Doe. I played in uh, – I went to – I went to – I went to Marquette. I played in Marquette for four years, whatever the case is. And I just want to come in a couple of days a week and just work with your program, man, and just try to help out. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a North native. I'm a, I'm a Passaic native. I'm a, a Plainfield native. I just want to give back, man. Hey. My point is be a part Yo. of the solution. I'm tired of people being a part of the, you know, on the sideline, everybody want to coach or whatever the case is. Because when you in that, when, when me and Az was coaching, oh, he's getting hell. You know, and as don't like, I never went to as with everything that was going on because he assistant. I ain't trying to put that on him. With me, it's like, oh, oh, you should be you know, doing this. You should be Dion, doing you that. You know, I wild out for you. You know, I ride for you. You know what I mean? Right. I know, but the, and that's the that, that was the other part I was trying to tell you. Like, yo, know, you just got to take it. They're gonna criticize. It is what it is. Whatever. And I remember, you remember when we played Bloom, Bloomfield Tech? We lost that game, but I'm like, yo, we gonna play him two three zone. They got a they team better than us, but I used to tell you all the time, Asmar, when we play North teams, what can't they shoot? Do? And, pass. and pass. And you know what? They can't shoot. And you know pass. what? Honestly, and, and Dion, and you know what I mean? I respect like like honestly, like like that game right there, we lost, I think we lost by like four to six points. And the talent yeah. they had compared to the talent we had, they should have built us by 30. Yeah, we should have been in the game. Like 30. And the thing is, I'm looking at the other coaches like, yo, y'all can't coach. 
because y'all got all this. I said, you give me your team, I want to beat y'all by 30. But the thing is, and, and Dion, like, like with these guys out here that went to Marquette, like went to Division One, and criticized, like I look at them like, listen, my boy, like until, until you invest in these kids and can show, exactly. show them the way. Because my thing is like the times, like, see, like, like you said it earlier that Joe evolved. You evolved as a coach. I'm starting to evolve in my early years coaching these youth, and and these and these guys that's criticizing don't want to evolve. They want to think it's the '90s, early 2000s, right. and they want to evolve. These these kids to these days with all Instagram and all this other stuff, all they want to do is play video games, be on their phone, and they want to put in the work when they have a trainer. You feel what I'm saying? So the thing is, these kids that can't dribble their left hand, can't shoot, is because we not invested into these kids, man. And the thing is, and it, it's going, it's going to be pulling teeth because you, they got so many distractions, they got so many other influences, and so many other things they can do. It's not like what we had, like yo, me and my boys gonna go out here. All we had was a basketball and bikes, and we we're going to play basketball. Nah, they got so many other things pulling at them that they can't really do that. So until they start investing. I can't. I'm. I don't. Re, I don't. I'm. I don't care what they're talking about. You feel what I'm saying? That's just me. Yeah. And my thing is, and sometimes the guys that do invest is only invested in their kids. Like, oh, I'll make my son the next LeBron. Or I'm trying to make my son the next phenom. You feel what I'm saying? Instead of bringing, I remember our coaches used to get everybody, not just their kids, everybody. Like, everybody like everybody I coach, in the neighborhood. Yeah, like I coach my yep. son. I coach both of my kids. And I don't treat my kid no different than anybody else. Like, my oldest son never started for me because he had to work for it. I treat him just like everybody else. My youngest son got got, got some talent. He starts, he plays. But I'm on him just like I'm on everybody else. So so the thing is, but I'm investing in everybody, every every kid. And until you start, until kids, until guys start doing that, it's just going through one end out the other, man. And I'm not, like, like I said, like, I can call on Donald. If Donald free, I know he. I know he out here, you know, he a cop. He got two kids of his own. If he free and I ask him to come to my practice, he more than welcome. And he going to invest in all the kids because he my man. And if I call you, Dion, I'm like, right. Dion, I got a couple kids that's pretty talented. I need you to show them some things. And you going to come and invest. And it's just what it is. And to these guys start doing that, I don't, I don't, like, when they say, yo, we can do this, we can do that, can we? You know what I mean? Like, I'm willing to do it. But, the, but like, like it's just not it just it them dudes just talking just to talk. You feel what I'm saying? Talk, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's and that's the part. Yeah, yeah you know what know what I think too? I look at the parents, man, because they they not as involved in these kids' lives and you know they these kids they post they post a couple of videos and they aghast their parents thinking that they on their way to a free meal ticket when when the parents right. need to come to the games. Talk to the coaches. Find out what they need to work on, and 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 understand that maybe this kid is not as talented as he's leading on to be. You know, um, no, I, 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 I look I at I, that's what that. I look at too, man. Like I'm, I'm sure y'all get stuff from parents, and oh, my kid should be playing. Oh, my kid, your kid not putting that work in. Your kid is not as good as what he's mm -hmm. telling you he is. You know. Yeah, that's my biggest biggest issue is adults who criticize coaches and you're not doing nothing to make it better. I mean, you know how many 
You know how many dudes that went to the NBA from North? Yeah. People are like, oh, North ain't got no rec program. North don't have a – I can't get a gym in North because you want to get a rec program. You want to get a gym and use it for your own gain. You don't want to really work with the kids. Like I remember in East Orange and PPY, the Civic Center, you go in the Civic Center, you got dudes just in there. You start shooting, he just come. Yo, you need to work on your right hand. Yeah, you need to shoot off your left. You shoot, shoot off your uh with your left foot. You need to do this. You need to do that. They just and that's there. how it wasn't. That's how I wasn't a playground when I was growing up. Like you, you, you exactly. go, you run off the you, a left hand layup off the wrong leg, and you have an old head, full beard, forty years old, talking about, hey man, let me show you something, man. Exactly, exactly, and that's what we don't have, and we criticize, you know, the kids it's, or whatever yeah, the case I think, is. I mean, the parents gonna be parents gonna be parents, whatever. <laughs> like, like I'm good. Like I know my son is good. If they go to Donald, if they go to to Asmar, they gonna get the yeah. same message I'm getting. I don't know if that's gonna happen if I send them down the street to John or yeah. or Mike or whoever the case is. You know what I'm saying? So that's that that's where I'm at with all that. I just wanted to get that out there. Um, th- I, like with with us as a. Uh, as as just young black dudes or whatever the case is, we got a lot to offer. We we offer a lot, you know, like the work you doing, Donald. It's like it's like you on the front line, bro. True. You know what I'm saying? You on the front line like that right there. There's nothing but love and respect. And with me personally, I appreciate that you've been there for me. I tell I tell Asmar all the time. Asmar see me when I have to call Asmar like, yo, going through something right, right now. You know what I'm saying? He's been there for me. You know what I'm saying? Same thing with you. You've been there for me or whatever. I know I probably talk to Az a little bit more than I talk to you, but you you being the type of you are, it don't matter if I talk to yeah. you every day or if I talk to you, you know, once or two times a month or whatever the case is. If you there, you there. You know what I'm saying? And that's what real friends is. And I just feel like, you know, a lot of a lot of people, you know, are not on on that type of wavelength, you know what I'm saying? So I told Az when I got the job at Nork Academy, I wanted him to come coach with me, but it just wasn't a fit. It wasn't the yeah. right time for him. He had stuff going on or whatever. Definitely have a dude like that because you, you got to have people like that to hold you accountable and be like, yo, you're bugging out right now. You know what I'm saying? He giving me his opinion and I'm disagreeing. That don't mean that we got a beef going on. I, oh, I don't like coaching with him or whatever. We had many disagreements working at North 13th Street. And to me, I don't know about ass, but I think it made our relationship strong. You know what I'm saying?